Welcome to Double Burst, a podcast about Dice Masters. We are a group of Utah players that want to bring you the latest Dice Masters news, strategies, tips, and more. Whether you're a new or seasoned player, we hope this show has something for you. I'm KT Data, one of your hosts, and welcome to episode 46. In this episode, we'll have a follow-up from our buffing segment. We'll talk about our 11th card, Punisher War Journal, and wrap it all up with a discussion on new player introductions. Where do you start? So let's kick it all off with the rules forum update. Okay, we are here with Dr. J, and we're kicking off the show with you, so it means... New rules rule segment, that's right. Yep, um, so this time we only had one rules segment um, update, and it, have, have you noticed their past couple rules updates has kind of been related to the Ultraman team, so... well. From what I understand, that's the only card that people play, isn't it? It's the only card I can play that <laughs> and, and can roll. Let, let, let me put that caveat. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You got to find which dice roll for you because some of them don't, and you just stop playing those characters. Yeah, yeah. I, that's why I. That's all I do is play Ultraman now. Yeah, because I can't he, roll anything else. So he I'm does like, roll for you. Those Kryptonite <laughs> yeah. do roll for you. Nothing else. Any, does, any other team? Yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so this is actually I like this update because there's they, so it's only one technical question they answered but there's actually four parts to it that they yeah answered. it's basically like four rules yeah. all in one so the question was um if you have ultraman fielded and then you use a kryptonite and then your opponent has an oracle active and the oracle they're talking about is um the one where you have to pay one energy to use a action dice yes so the four we'll, we'll break them down so the four questions were for the purpose of game effects are use an action use an action die use an action dies effect equal when found in card text two are the uses for ultraman's effects implied to be free for game purposes three based on your question to answer one and two how many times do i need to pay the oracle tax one for kryptonite or five for the kryptonite and then all the basic action cards and number four, if I need to pay the Oracle tax for all five actions and cannot, am I unable to use Ultraman's ability at all, or does it fall under the do as much as you can rule? And the answer is yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> but the answer to question one is yes. So question one was for the purpose of game effects, are use an action, use an action die, or use an action die's effect equal when found in a card text? And the answer to that is yes. So, for instance, when you have Lady Deadpool and she says pay a bolt to use an action die's effect a second time, you're basically paying for you're, you're basically paying to use the action again. So that's the same as if you had rolled the action and played it. Uh, the same is uh, it's the same for Ultraman. Yeah. When so you use so the so, effects of the basic actions. It's counting using an action. Yeah. So in terms, let's say use the Lady Deadpool as an example. Uh -huh. You could use the you could double the action effect of the kryptonite or you could double the action of any of the four basic actions, right? Because now yeah. you're considered, like how we played it here, it used to be if you didn't have to die and you moved it to the field, you couldn't do that. Yeah. Um, I've been waiting for this ruling because they've worded this in so many different ways. We're like, well, is that them trying to make it clear or is that them trying to make the effect sound different? Yeah, exactly. And this, this ruling really, uh, I feel like it's just a little bit late because, you know, the beholder was the big card before, mm -hmm. and this really applies to it, but it's getting rotated out. But Ultraman is a big deal, and uh, this is going to be, I think, a big game changer. Yeah, and so for question two, it's the are the uses for Ultraman applied to be free for game purposes? Um, and they answered, no, you're using the actions as if you had rolled them, which may or may not be free. Mm -hmm. um, so do you think this answers the question if say we're doing this in golden and we use imprisoned is there a proxy die that's made now or is, is there or is that still kind of in question um i man i don't even know like i don't know if that if that was ever the way it was intended to be played or not um but i don't feel like this really adds anything to that discussion honestly <laughs> <laughs> I, I you know that's always a question you know you want to see if they answer something in an inverted way but yeah um that's so, and then so one and two kind of compounds into three, right? Where they're asking um, how many times you need to pay the oracle tax, um, and they answered that you have to pay five, right? One for the kryptonite and one for each of the other basic actions. So, Ultraman does not make the use of those actions free. They're just like if you're using an action. So if you have anything that taxes action usage, for instance, Lex Luthor in Justice League that makes an action a is it basic? basic I think it's basic action. So basic that would action be cost energy. two. That's going to be eight energy they have to pay. And this brings us to the last part of the question, 
Question four, if you need to pay the Oracle tax for all five actions and cannot, am I unable to use Ultraman's ability at all, or does this fall under the do-as-much-as-you-can rule? It doesn't fall under the do-as-much-as-you-can rule. If you cannot pay for everything up front, from what I understand, if you, do, if you can't pay for it up front, you can't use the ability. I mean, you could, if you have one, pay for the kryptonite, but if yeah. you don't have four more... You can't then use you the can't Ultraman's use. effect because the Kryptonite is its own effect to blank something, and then Ultraman's is if that die was used. So yeah. it's kind of a two two pronged effect. Now the that. real question that comes up is: say you have something like imprisoned, and you're going to use that to imprison Lex Luthor. You could pay one energy, use imprisoned, take him out of the field, and then use the other three. You know, that's kind of another yeah, it's, question. It's because Lex Luthor's technically not in the field anymore, right? Yeah. So his ability shouldn't trigger. You can start down that path, and you know you can finish if you're using Imprisoned first. So there does need to be probably a little bit of clarification there. But overall, this is a really solid rule update. Yeah, and I, I liked it because it cleared up a lot of questions we've had. And especially now, since Action Die use has just skyrocketed since the beginning of the game, right? Absolutely, yeah. I also think uh, in in meta play and modern where we may have thought that Ultraman was going to be really big. Uh, this might really take, you know, bring back how gonna, many people are going to yeah, use it. People are going to have to tweak their teams and try to, you know, go with the flow and adjust for it to yeah. make it work a little bit better. Definitely. I think action taxing is going to be important. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's the only update and hopefully we'll have you on next week with another ruling update. And I, you we know, can always cross our fingers. Maybe it'll be another Ultraman <laughs> ruling or something. Or Hopefully. Maybe it'll be a Killer Frost ruling. No, no, she's great. Just the way she is. <laughs> let's right. not, let's, we can errata, like her rare and make that better. But All right. So, yeah. Um, so we will see you a little bit later on in the show then. Sounds good. Okay. We are here with Ken Paul. How are you doing, my friend? Doing good, man. Um, so based on the feedback that we've been getting from our recent uh, applied versus active um, buffs segment, yeah. there, were, there were, I think we got a couple questions that we, you know, people were asking. So we wanted to actually put a couple clarifications um, out to you guys. So one of them was um, in the rules forum, instead of using uh, active effects, people, WizKids quotes them as a sta- static. The word static. Um, so if you lo- listen to our discussion when we're talking about active effects, we're ta- really, you know, it, we're talking about what WizKids references as static. Um, the reason why we like active, because it makes a little bit more sense in terms of there's, you know, it's actively keeping yeah, updating. It's, it's stuff, actively yeah. resisting uh, whatever it is that you're trying to do. If you're trying to move it, if you're trying to, to alter it and manipulate it, it is actively resisting that. Um, Wiz kids, I, I understand their logic. Something that is static is staying still. Um, I tend to think of something that is static being uh, immobile, not so much in a in more a res- fluid, in a, in yeah. a resisting. Yeah. B- like n- not that it's resisting moving, but that it's just not moving on its own. So I prefer active, but. Wiz kids like the word static, so yeah. On that whole episode, every time that I said something about an active effect, yeah. E- either way, the, the word that they use is static. Yeah, I I think their definition on what they put a static is probably a good way because it's like while blank is active or while blank is attacking. Yeah. Um, for us, we were focusing more on that w- the word while, you know. Yeah. Um, so in terms of that, um, and then we also had some other questions. I think about um, was it the basic action die or. Um, well, there's, unfortunately, there's more than one way to interpret things. Uh, I use the logic of looking at Vicious Struggle that says until the end of your opponent's turn, X happens. Uh, I use that logic with all of the until end of turn on other basic actions to infer that that is a static effect, just like Vicious Struggle is. It stays until a point in time. Um, that may or may not be correct. Uh, there's definitely some of the opinion that it, yeah, there's, it there's, doesn't it, work that way. Yeah, that, there seems to be a great spot in some of them because some of these basic actions seem to work like that way, whereas some of the other ones seem to want to work the other way. Yeah, it's so uh, with where, in my opinion, if it says until end of turn then it would be a static effect. Uh, 
There's others that say that everything ends at the end of turn, so those words mean nothing on the card. Um, to them, I kind of say, well, why did they print it? But there is another way of looking at it, and again, I, I, I'm owning it. Maybe I was completely wrong. Yeah. And, and, um, and, the, and the one thing we want to mention, though, is that these buffs, since there's that gray area, and it seems to be a larger gray area than, we, than what we anticipated at the beginning, yeah. um, it is, this is not like one of those cut-dry topics. So we really want to, you know, we, we like having that this discussion and seeing how you interpret it yeah. um, until WizKids comes out with a more, you know, solid ruling on how all of this works yeah for for now um i mean obviously if you're going into a tournament talk to your to ask them the way that they're going to rule things um if you're looking at the the better safe than sorry uh train of thinking continuous actions remain active if it says continuous on it it is active while it's continuous if it doesn't say that it's a snapshot it is applied, so it, it the continuous actions are, are the static effects, and non-continuous actions are applied. Um, characters, they can have the triggered applied effect or the while active or while attacking or while blocking or while unblocked. Seems like while, while seems to be the key word. <laughs> while is the, the big thing with characters. You're looking for while it is doing something. That means it's a static effect. It is not that snapshot applied versus a when fielded, when KO'd, when X happens, then Y triggers. Those are the applied effects. Mm -hmm. And then the, the last one that we mentioned, and we apologize to kind of the new players on this topic, and I thought we had mentioned this, but we may have just kind of went over it real quick. Yeah, that we, was it the, may have just been kind of speed and information overload and uh, our, our pre-recording conversation bleeding into recording. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so the one when we say the word flip, we're usually referring to the Ant-Man Global or the Cal-El Global, which follows this format. Cal-El is a different energy type, but it's essentially the same thing. It's, so for Ant-Man, it's pay one fist, Switch the attack and defense values of one of your characters. So Yeah, so you look at the stats on your dice, and if your attack is on top and your, your defense is on bottom, you are flipping those values. That's what we're talking about mm -hmm. when we say flip. It's one of those globals that does that. You're, you're just flipping the attack and defensive values. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and so that's pretty much it. what we just want to do, a quick clarification for people, because, I, I, like I said, this is a topic that is, you know, a little bit more confusing, and I know that some people may learn in different ways, too, because, yeah. like, for me, it, when I see this on paper, it makes a lot more sense than when we're kind of discussing and stuff. Yeah. But we do one thing I do encourage, though, and what we do did appreciate, because we heard back from you guys. Oh, yeah. You guys, we, we heard yeah. from a few people. I, I had a, a good long conversation with Paul, who I know we've mentioned on here before. If you're If you are in any of the Big Dice Masters groups, if you uh, are in any way active over on the reserve pool. I'm sure you have crossed paths with Paul. Paul is a great guy, and he, uh, me and him had a long, long conversation about this segment, and I appreciate anyone that's you know, ready to help me figure it out, help point out where I, I was wrong or where we're not seeing eye to eye, and uh, taking the time to like keep us honest and keep us... As informed as we can. Yeah, because you know. um, yeah, we are we are still human and stuff, and yeah. we also have Doctor J on the team. Um, he apologizes, by the way. Yeah, this people. was all his yeah, fault. All he his was fault. wrong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. So Ken, we will actually see you a little bit later on to the show. Where um, you know we have a packed show full of information, but we want to just give you guys this quick clarification and updates. And again, yeah. if you still have any questions, please shoot us an email: doubleburst at ktdata.net or facebook.com forward yeah. slash doubleburst. We're happy to talk to you and uh, to to all of especially the newer players that uh, were more confused by this, I am sincerely and personally sorry to you. I apologize for uh, any confusion or any unnecessary arguments with TOs or more experienced <laughs> players, any any problems that it may have caused. Um, just like blame I, Dr. J, even if they don't listen to the show. Just say, yeah. this Dr. J guy <laughs> told me this information. Like, like I said in, in the original segment, uh, I'm not affiliate. Uh, we're not associated with WizKids. We're not a branch of the Rules Forum, and we absolutely can be wrong at just about any time. So really sorry about uh, any mix-ups, mistakes, all of that. 
Okay, guys, we are here from a stranger from the land of chicken. I, went, I, I had to go look for some sauce, some of that, that Szechuan sauce <laughs> so, that haunts me. So we have the, the brown aside. It's been a while, my friend, yeah, yeah, since you've been on the show, but yeah. I'm glad you're back. Um, so we're doing one of you know the segments that I enjoy doing. It's the 11th card, and this one is a interesting one. Um, it's out of the Civil War set, and this is Punisher War Journal. What's really interesting is it's a it's a world and nationals prize. Yeah, you can get a foil get a, version. You can get yeah. the foil uh, foil shiny version of this yep. one. So if you guys aren't familiar with it, his ability is when fielded, all other non-sidekick character dice you field for the rest of the turn gain Intimidate, which is when you field a character die with Intimidate, you may remove target character die from the field zone until end of turn. Um, so why why is this an 11th card? Um, well, I think one of the big things is that he requires a lot to kind of get him going. Yeah, because he's a five cost. He is a which, five which, cost. Like, so I think that's honestly why I have a hard time getting because mm. I'm like, sure, I can buy I think him. When you, I think when, then, you're, when it comes to like casual, I think it's perfect. Yeah. I think it's absolutely perfect. But when you're going to want to go into that competitive scene, it's gonna it's a lot harder because you want your win conditions to be more in that four cost range. Yeah, and because uh, this is going to take at least two mm. turns because you got to buy him and mm. then, then you got to time having mm. all those characters coming out at the same time as him. Exactly, yeah. Him. There's a lot of timing issues that you have to work with and so... Um, and then also you just have to be worried about like what exactly to put on the team. So those are, those are kind of the biggest issues that you run into with him. Uh, he's also li- like, you can't like if most people can ping him out, you know, whether it's with, tra- um, transmission or no, it's unstable canister now in modern, mm-hmm. um, or if you're playing golden age magic missile, um, and also, he's just he's, he's he's a lot harder to keep in the field in that sense. But he's a but great. You, but you kind, you kind of don't want to keep in the field so you can field him. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, which which actually is what, what I was kind of getting to is that he's a great attacker. So you always gonna keep attacking with him. Like uh, like those are things that are bad with him. What's good good about him is is that his stats are unbelievable for a one fielded. Um, he goes. He's a four one on level one, five one level two, and then uh, six two on level three. And then his fielding costs are one, one, and two. So yeah, they're not too bad, especially at a five cost, right? Yeah. So I think I think those are extremely reasonable and and even more than more than what mm-hmm. you want in a I five cost. I think he he falls into the same category that I put the rare Miguel O'Hara in, mm-hmm. where you don't really lose any benefit from attacking with him. Exactly. Um, and so, um, like, so what what kind of other things do you want to make work with him? Because obviously. You um, need other you need other things yeah, going, or his effect doesn't support. work at all. So. Uh, so one of the things, some of the things that I've been working, um, thinking about is how do I get, how do I make a timing, and how do I, how do they make the timing work out, but also having enough characters on the field so that you can make that final punch through. Um, I've been thinking about goblins. Um, you use the goblins to swarm. Um, when you don't need them, you need the energy. You can buy him. You can buy all your other support characters. Um, you can yeah, it's because he's a fist character right? exactly because so. he's a fist character uh, and he and then when you're ready for it, <clears throat> excuse me, when you're ready for it and he comes back around, you have your goblins in the field. You can intim- or you can re-roll them. You can attack with them, intimidate out what you need to, and then uh, get damage in through that way. Um, and then you can also pair it up if you don't like that and you like going like the action route, you know, for ramp and churn. Guy Gardner is probably a good way to go mm-hmm. for that. Yeah, I was going to ask you too. Does big entrance work well with him? Because that's when I when I'm thinking of like trying to get that timing working. Big entrance, it, maybe. It it really just depends because I've played it with big entrance and sometimes I find that the timing like I can't quite get the timing to work mm-hmm. out exactly if you buy it too early. Um, you're not going to be able to, or it's just going to become a use, kind of a useless dice in the in the sense that like you want, you're putting too many things in your bag, uh-huh. and you're not able to cycle through it enough. Yeah. Or, plus, plus, big entrance never work. Well, my big entrance doesn't work. Right. For me. Apparently, you know. if uh, my opponent brings it and I buy their action die, I'm fine. But when I have it with mine, no matter what action die I use, if it's one of my basic action spots. Yeah, it's going to be like, no, I don't want to roll for you ever. Well, that's too bad because it always rolls for me. Yeah. Well, except for that one time. <laughs> but no. Uh, so if you want to go like the – so the that the – 
big entrances work. Um, I just haven't found a whole lot of success mm-hmm. with it. So with the Guy Gardner you mentioned, it's the, the uh, it would be blinding the, the, rage, the, the, yeah. the one that gets the buff, right? Mm-hmm. It's one from it. a starter war of light, but blinding rage, and he gets plus one attack for each other attacking character die. Mm-hmm. Um, which or he, which, and he has to attack. Which, yeah, which helps because you know you're you're. So is this mostly a fist oriented team that you're? Yeah, looking at so you, it's kind of more about the fist orientation here, um, because uh, kind of also saw, uh, bring up another thing with. Uh, Clay Golem, the uncommon, um, which is he's got Fabricate two to four, um, which is you KO two characters that cost two or cost four, excuse me, and you can buy that character for free or you can buy Clay Golem for free. And then he also has, while uh, he's active, he may redirect up to two damage from other character dice to this character die. Um, that is only per one Clay Golem, but it's an excellent way to like. Um, deter some ping damage Mm -hmm. um also like if they're attacking with something and you want to just mitigate some two like two extra damage you can read you can redirect those two damage to clay golem Mm -hmm. and i hate to ask this but how how well does this team work when you use um a bard or the front line well i mean it works because because the whole the whole goal (laughs) is you're trying to remove blockers right exactly yeah Yeah, the whole idea is is that you're supposed to be removing the blockers and getting in punching through the damage and that is that is one of the big things that i had trying to like put this team together of like well how do i get that final punch through i was and i that and that's why the uh, guy gardener is there with the goblins, however, uh, there is a possibility. Again, need to be more casual, but you could do the three cost one, and it's um, anytime it's a three cost uncommon, and they believe it's they get plus one plus one for an adventure, or I think uh, they just get plus one plus one if an opponent has an active. Oh, okay, adventure so no, then, then yeah. it's the rare one. So if it's uh, it's the rare one, it's three cost as well. Goblin, if a goblin is KO'd while attacking, put all goblin dice from the used pile into your prep area. Doesn't that kind of counter the swarm? <laughs> it, it, well, right. It does kind of counter the swarm, but the way I kind of look at it is, is like, well, then you're just loading up for your next turn for the Punisher mm-hmm. um, Intimidations. Yeah, because he's a zero zero one fielding, mm-hmm. so it's going to be cheap to field mm-hmm. them back yeah. on the field. Yeah, and that's the other thing is that they're really cheap here. Another another thing that you can kind of do um, for some more support there is I use you can use the Parallax. Uh, that one's still legal in modern age. And then you can also do the old trick, the the juggling elves, where you have the um, elf thief common from uh, Fair Under Siege. Siege, and you can just field, use, field her, steal one of your opponent's energy, then use that energy you stole to re-roll that elf mm-hmm. thief, hopefully getting uh, an energy side. On top of that, if you're do if you've already played your Punisher, they're intimidating. So every time you're juggling oh, yeah, the yeah. thief, they're just going to yeah. keep intimidating and intimidating people out. Yeah, and you're you're depriving your opponent of that energy that they may have kept to do something else exactly. later to you. Exactly. Um, so, um, and so, then yeah, so that that's kind of more of the modern age stuff. And then any anything for kind of golden age? Because I don't so I don't I don't want really people funny. to forget about golden age. So it's really so. really funny when they actually announced that they were going to do par, par, or, uh, they were going to do Punisher as the um, as the foil. I had my team. I had this team. I was like, awesome! It's all go- it's all ready for for worlds when it comes around and it's going to be unlimited and then they decided to sit and then they decided to split up modern age and golden age i was like well that sucks because now i can't use the team that i originally had put <laughs> together um which was actually a lot less which was a lot more it's a lot more fun for me because it's a lot of it, you chance. have a, you have a, a lot, lot more chance. moving parts too with exactly it, yeah. so in that um, since you have, I had the rare shield agents that have, um, that allow you to reroll Avengers at the, at the, the start of your roll. Yeah. It's actually step, yeah. during your roll and yep. reroll step. So the cool thing is, is if they're on that burst and if you land on one of those bursts, you can reroll them again while during your reroll. Mm-hmm. So I would also pair that with Serena, um, who is also yeah, Black, an Black Widow, Black Widow. Serena. Which and when she, she attacks, your opponent can either spin down a character or take two damage or take two damage. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of the the way I had it, and then you had the intimidate with the Punisher, and it was cheap enough. And then you would also pair it with uh, Iron Fist, so that way you could get you could time also your Iron Fists um, and your Punishers. Yeah, do, do a little bit fabricate and maybe mm-hmm. move a Golem or another Fist character exactly. over, right? Um, so, like in terms of this uh, for for this kind of team. What are you kind of? Are there anything other things that you want to recommend people to, to kind of look out for if they're trying to build a team? Yeah, um, I had um, momentum. Actually, was an idea that I had as well. Um, just kind of when you're fabricating and you're pulling things over, you have momentum. There are more intimidators there for you with Punisher. You can also and use sometimes just getting maker. that extra energy to 
Precisely. I mean, sometimes I'm not going to lie to you. The last mm-hmm. event we had, I rolled a character on its level three every single time, and I never had enough energy to field it. You know what, though, for me, it's it, and, and you know, it would be my luck though, is because I would get it on that double burst side, and I'd be able to draw it, and that would be the Punisher or something like that. Let's just say <laughs> that, like in in my perfect game when I'm playing this, that's exactly what would happen because I have the worst draws. Um, but yeah, so you can also use like um, the haymaker or anger issues for, mm-hmm. for a little bit over crush. Mm-hmm. So that it. way, if you're like kind of like playing that mid game rush attack, so like if you have a couple, you attack with a couple goblins and they decide, well, I can take two damage, but you have the energy left over. That's even yeah, more damage. Yeah, especially since your team is fist heavy. Exactly. Oh, you know, haymaker and over crush have that fit pay a fist and you get plus one attack on them so that may just be the little extra you get through exactly um have you run into kind of any problems when you're playing with other teams because i i know we, we mentioned that in competitive it's a little janky yeah but like in, in your casual play have you what, what are some of the problems that you've run into um mostly just mostly not rolling characters really <laughs> is the biggest problem uh the other thing that i have run into, into issues is when they have um like uh, Oracle or uh, Jinzo or something so, some, that some kind of global hate, some right? sort of global hate. Also, some action hate isn't ter- isn't terrible. Uh, you know, just blanking my uh, play golems. Yeah, because because yeah, I'm looking at your team. You don't have a lot of room for a little mm-hmm. bit of utility of like blankers or mm-hmm. you know. The blanker that I do go to is it is the one that I've been always going to, and it's Cold Gun. Um, just because it's also a fist and it's a bolt as well, mm-hmm. so it's not really that much out of the uh, out of the energy fixing uh-huh. or anything like that so um and then you and then if on in all reality if you really wanted to make it competitive you i would say just put rare gorilla grot on it and be done with it and just <laughs> you buy gorilla grot but that's not what we're doing here so yeah uh, but yeah so there's just a lot of there's it's a lot of fun um he's really really cool especially the whole parallax thing being able to roll yeah i didn't even think about that being able to to do the elf thief juggling and just removing and people. then intimidating yeah. people and then oh and then actually before I forget, um, one thing that Steve actually mentioned to me and something that he was told me about was the uncommon Stepford Cuckoos, where uh, you you and your opponent have to remove a character yeah, die from it's, So it's almost two for one. So, yeah, it's a, yeah. so it's another two yeah. for one there that you're getting really cool stuff. Um, so, yeah, I like this. And so I have to ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Are you going to attempt to go get a foil? Oh, uh, Punisher? I, am, I am very, very going to attempt to get, get a foil. <laughs> I, I actually may do it with this Punisher, I, depending on how things shape out with the next couple sets. But I may I may win my Punisher with, with a, a Punisher. Punisher. <laughs> Just to replace him. That might not be a good idea because then he might get the memo and he might not roll for you. Oh, well, and, and I'm just be, a, well then I'll just stay up all night like rolling all of the Punisher <laughs> dice that I have just to make sure. Is this one good? Is this one good? Is, okay, good. We're all good. And only the one that rolls like... Ten times in a row will be the one <laughs> so you take. That's the one that you bring with the other. So. And then I'll lose it that day or something. <laughs> Somebody have a Punisher dice? All right, my friend. Um, we will have. Uh, first of all, well, I'm I'm glad you're back on the show. I, we, we we missed you. Thank I'm, you. I'm not lie. We we missed you. Um, and so we will have you back in a second for our roundtable. And this is this is a good one too. Um, because we when when you started when you showed up, everybody's like, oh, is this a new player, or a new member of a podcast member? Um, who are you new? Yeah. So our our next segment is going to be kind of a new player introduction on where new players should start and go from there and you know take it up to the next level so can't wait okay guys we have a full full crew here we have ken pool the brown messiah dr j and the ko king gentlemen welcome to our round table tonight um i'm actually excited because this is a topic that was suggested by one of our listeners so shout out to bob bird he was asking us kind of if we had a segment kind of for new players to Give them the lay of the land. Where to kind of where our suggestions would be to kind of start out, and what feed we may want to go after you've kind of learned the basic mechanics and stuff about the teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we're we're going to do is kind of go through that kind of progression. So, where do you guys normally recommend a new player should start out in? I think the best place to start is look at well, what's bringing you into the game. Are you are you looking to smash Superman up against Batman? you should probably get a set with Superman and Batman in it. Um, If you're looking for a game with tactical depth, you're probably going to be ignoring characters and looking more for mechanics. Uh, What are you getting into the game is the, like, what's drawing you to the game is the first thing. For most people, it seems to be uh, 
comic book characters. It's usually one of the IPs, right? Yeah, it's usually one of the IPs. So uh, if that's what is getting your attention, then get the thing that is most focused on that. To start off with, when you're learning, you really can't go wrong with something that's gonna that you're gonna enjoy. You know, if you're gonna enjoy playing with those characters, um, if you've listened to us a lot and pretty much anyone else. You know that the Spider-Man set is probably the most lackluster set. Unless you're locked to Russ. That, that was going to be mine. But if you love <laughs> Spider-Man, learn to play with that set. Learn to play with the one that's going to keep your attention. The learn starter's to... not terrible. Or yeah. you just buy the Civil War one, and you just buy Civil War and use Spider-Man out of that. Because... <laughs> I will say this. Yeah, but, I mean, the point is, like, to, to very first starting out just get whatever yeah. it is what, that you what, like yeah that one thing that kind of catches your attention go ooh because I mean yeah, definitely. like I am not ashamed to say the first set that got me interested was the Yu-Gi-Oh set most people are like what in the world were you thinking I'm like I loved Yu-Gi-Oh when I was a kid I mean I helped subtitle an unreleased series here <laughs> I liked it that much that's the reason why I jumped into this I enjoy Yu-Gi-Oh set but the starter is not great. No, the starter is no, amazing. Starter, the starter is the actually starter, kind of Doesn't terrible. the starter come with eight cards? Yeah. Like, yeah. But aside with, from basic actions, it comes with eight characters. That's it. Like, not three yeah. versions and, of eight and, characters. And eight characters and two dice for One of the earliest of iterations of the rules whatsoever that just don't make really good sense at oh, all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, do not, yeah. I do not suggest using that rule book. It's great because it's just so goofy when you look at it compared to the other sets. The other thing to be careful of because i've had this happen a number of times if they are a flash fan try not to burst their bubble too hard right away and be like oh flash sucks who's your second I mean, favorite yeah. dc character <laughs> try, not, try to kind of bring it along so, so like, you like the flash you like justice league and all the other guys there too and try to try to let them know that there's a super rare flash but don't go spending you know 20 bucks on it because there's one in war of light that low. sucks less than all the rest right you know so um, so, and so, so those are kind of way, like we do suggest the IPs. How do you guys suggest people learn? Like my number one suggestion is buy a plane ticket, fly out to Utah, message one of us and we'll teach you one-on-one, but that may not be the solution. <laughs> that about sounds like game. it might be a little expensive. Yeah. <clears throat> I, but it's, I mean, top notch learning of the game, right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've always been one that actually who kind of has a hard time and struggling like when you're I'm learning a new game um, and learning out of the rule book so my the way I learned actually was when I first um, got into Game Haven here and was working here and they told us to pick a game to learn um, I picked Dice Masters because um, because of the IPs and because I like to roll dice and Nathan had actually learned it out pretty well and so we started playing a bunch of games casually and so that's kind of how I was able to pick it up as a new player and um, and kind of had him him like kind of walk me through it and everything because I went home and read the rule book and it was just what? I was so lost I I actually even took it over to my friend's house and tried to play it with the rule book and I was like, and re- like referencing what? it like literally every five seconds being like I, I, okay so I think this goes here but it doesn't and and all right let's just play magic or something yeah. I'm really bad I actually don't read any rule books anymore when I get a new game I'm going straight to the internet and I watch a video yeah if you don't have someone in your in your area that can teach you because I think that we would agree in I person highly, is probably the best way yeah, to learn if, how to play this if game. you can if you if there's some players in your area and you can talk to someone and sit down with someone and have them teach you that's by far your best option if that for whatever reason isn't an option for you look at a video i mean have the rule book there but there's uh learn to play videos there's plenty of resources on youtube and stuff that's going to be a lot easier to learn from than the book um it's also a good way for experienced players to kind of learn some new stuff is to watch some of those world Mm -hmm. championships some of those games yeah, but the the books, I feel like they've gotten better, but there's also the possibility that my understanding has gotten good good enough now that I, th- I think some of I the newer can, ones gotten a little bit clearer. But the question is, if you're new, we're play, all you, we're all biased. I mean, yeah. we all understand the game well yeah. enough to kind of look past potential flaws in that. I mean, yeah. now any of us could even go back and look at the older books and make better sense of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's so, also the problem that they may not know which is the newer set. Exactly. So uh, I would definitely go to, like, keep your rule book by you, keep it handy, uh, be ready to look at it, but learn to play from a person, whether it's a person uh, that you're sitting across from or that you're watching on a screen. Yeah, yeah. and that's, that's an issue you're going to run into with any collectible game because... You know, once you start playing the game, you're going to have a question about specific card interactions, and that's just not in the rule book. 
if they did that, then your rule book would be a book, like a textbook, and you'd be referring to it all the time. So, I mean, that's I wouldn't just mind lugging that around okay. everywhere. Right? They make <laughs> the you Dice like Master's Compendium. You know, like in Judge Dredd, I bring the law. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so that's that's kind of the best way. And you know, slight plug: if you guys do live in Utah and want to learn this game, please message us, and we will we will make it work somehow to, to, to meet in person, kind of mm-hmm. learn how to play. I I would like. I've been trying to figure out how to do it at home, actually online. I don't have a camera, but I want to figure out a setup so I can play other people online. So, mm-hmm. all right. So what, what we wanted to do is kind of gather the rounds of minds and see what you guys would recommend because obviously once you learn how to play the next step is usually you get that question okay what do i need to start playing this game and everybody's like well get a starter set so what what are kind of some starters that you guys recommend well the spider-man one's going to be half the price of any other one so that might be here it's like a third (laughs) of the Uh, I, I, I gave this a lot of thought, actually, because there's so many good starters. Really, when, when you're looking at starters, you have to really weigh basic actions versus the characters in them. And I went with the Civil War starter. I think that was that would be the one that I would pick first if I were getting into the game. It's got some pretty good basic action cards. You've, of course, got Superhero Registration Act, but you've also got Escape Incarceration and The Front Line, which is huge. You know, if you're just starting out and you need a powerful, you don't have any really good cards, you don't have any rares you need, just play the front line. That'll get you through goodbye for a little while. Uh, As far as cards go, you've got um, Black Widow, which there's a few good versions of her, but one in particular that, is that, is she in that? No, never mind. Is that Widowmaker? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Widowmaker. No, no, it's not. No, that one's in the packs, but Black Widow's still decent in that set. You've got a uh, She-Hulk, and I like her because she's yeah, a lawyer. Yeah, and she actually has a, the the one that has Overcrush and you oh, gain yeah. two life. That is such a good ability, and it's I really think a lot ability. of people kind of overlook that. Yeah, and of course you've got Wasp with the with the uh, Force Block Global favorite, favorite Wasp to use yeah. now. Like I used to like the rare from Age of Ultron, but this is just like when I I'm putting Wasp on there. Yeah, and she's got she's got that that Global, and if you're new to the game, it'll give you a really good. You know, strategy between you know how to manage your globals, so. and and I think her ability actually helps a new player kind of learn that balance between attacking and defending. Yeah, e- definitely. You know, de- e- you could be even if you're the defending player, learning how to play against that wops kind of teaches you how when I should when I should block or when when I shouldn't stuff like that too. Because yeah. I think it's a good one. Um, anybody else got suggestions in terms of starters? Because I know that we did this a segment on which starters to start out with. Almost a year ago. Wow. There's uh, been some new ones since then, <laughs> yeah. though. So I would actually, I've been thinking about this. Brand new player, I would probably lean them towards Iron Man War Machine. I was just about to say Just that. because, other than Iron Man himself, which is kind of a frustration, not being in the set, it's a pretty decent self-contained team. Like it, they're, It's pretty good, especially if you get, give that person like a, a common Iron Man, Tin Head, or whatever, something to throw in there. It becomes a pretty viable team. It gives them suit up. It gives them a chance to avoid their bag by just building a character that they purchase. And, and it has some of like the newer mechanics, like fast. Like I love that war machine they have in right. there. It is awesome. It's also got global abilities in it, so that a bunch of cheap to that. basic actions. I really like the upgrades. I've been mm-hmm. playing a lot with those. You also even have like. Um, Betrayal Plus. Yeah, Betrayal Plus, but also I was going to say the... <laughs> <laughs> One against many guys. Sorry. None of us really know the name of this card other than me. Uh, what I was going to say, you also are like introduced to different keywords and stuff like ally, um, I believe... Uh, Iron Will, if you Iron give Will, sacrifice. On, so. on the uh, basic action. You know, yeah, it's kind of a good overview of the different keywords right. that you can see. I would, I, it's I a good would, contained team. I, I would really like... I was thinking about it too, but then I was like, if you really want to have fun with suit up, you're going to have to buy two right. of them. Mm-hmm. And so that's the downside to the Iron Man War Machine if you're just starting out because you can't right. get those dice any other way. I mean, it, there's definitely downside, but to me it's it's yeah. pretty close t- to a fill of like a team pack yeah, mm-hmm. as opposed mm-hmm. to a starter. Like I just feel like it's a good self-contained. Yeah, I agree. 
or turtles, which is always a yeah, great way to go. Yeah, I was going to say the, the turtles <laughs> yep. is probably the safest bet if you want something that's kind of yeah, just and, a and self-contained yeah, rounded out thing. That actually comes with max dice. There's, what, 16? Yeah, characters? and the, the, the turtle set we're talking about is Heroes in the Half Shell. It's the yeah. second one that's come out. The second one is better, I, I think, in every way, aside from the foot ninjas. Um, the first one's good, too. Like, yeah. if, if all you can find uh-huh. is the first one and you love turtles and you want to play Dice Masters, you can't go wrong with either of them. Yeah. But the second one, the Heroes in a Half Shell set, is better. Yeah, and part of the reason why I believe that the Heroes in Half Shelled one is a little is better because they, it kind of covers a little thing. So one, it's not just a two player set. It's a four. You could you could play four players, so you can have two pe- two people. You know, get three of your friends to start learning how to play the game. Um, it comes with a nice collection box, which, um, as we all know. You want to do that instead of using Ziploc bags. Yeah, the the second question that people ask when they start getting into the game is, how do I store all this stuff? Yeah, you don't. You have a big plastic tub at your home. You dump all your dice in there. Or a big laundry basket. Yeah, and then when you need your dice, you just, you know, both hands in the bucket. Oh, my gosh. I just give up. This is ridiculous. This is not how you store your dice. You just kind of, like, mix it like like dough or something until the die you want comes to the surface and you grab it. Like, it's not that. Or you can be (laughs) mature and take care of your belongings. So disgusting. Take care of them. Yeah, and I just want to go swimming through a pool of dice. Yeah, Scrooge McDuck it in your dice mask. We really don't need to have this conversation (laughs) again. Um, But the turtle set does come with a nice storage option. Yeah, Yeah, it comes with a storage option. I also like that it's a complete thing because I, I, I feel like sometimes players get so overwhelmed or like, there's just so many cards. But when you have the turtle set, I'm like, that's it. Work in those confines and you know, while you get your feet yeah. wet and learn the mechanics and stuff, and you don't have to worry about buying booster packs or anything. You have the max die for everything. It's all good. Um, and the last but not least um, is the basic action of the set. A good chunk of these are meta-level basic actions that have been reprinted. Yeah, oh, yeah, almost half of them are reprints of very highly used basic actions yeah so like that that's why i usually recommend people to go with it's a little bit pricier than your standard starter but i think it's it's that great area where you can learn to play especially if you're a turtle you get fan, more in it you know? too you just get more than a regular starter mm-hmm. so all right yeah. so we've, we've kind of talked a little war of light's not a bad one too just yeah war, throw that yeah out. war of light is basic still actions are great looking at the the traditional starters i would say war of light if you want to build teams because everything's affiliated there's some really good basic actions there's some ramping there's some buffing there's some uh, ko effect basic actions all of the characters are affiliated they they do stuff with each other there's a lot of looking at that in it um and then i would also say if you like if you're all about mechanics and learning the intricacies of a game and really dissecting it. The first D&D set has a really robust suite of mechanics in that starter. Um, it's got good, strong basic actions. It's got really unique characters, and it's got some, some really cool keywords that you just don't find as common throughout the other sets. And Breath Weapon is in there that you don't find anywhere else. Yeah, and it gives you a good kind of upgrade path, too, because once you get that, Get the other D and D starter. Yeah, D and D starters yeah. are great. The, those ones, um, like I said, I, I would say War of Light for if you're is really good for team building. But if you like, if you're already a gamer and you catch onto it pretty easily, and you like getting deep into the mechanics and the nuts and bolts, and it's not if if there's a low low uh, learning curve for you, the D and D sets are great. They're they're mm-hmm. really fun. Do be aware when you're buying a, a starter, if you are wanting to play in like events and things like that, certain events, there, it, some sets are limited. So you will want to, if you're playing in a modern thing, make sure you have some something from War of Light on. Yeah. But if you want, if you do want to learn the game and have a blast, man, that D&D set yeah. is really and, good. And I, I always advise if you are doing that, talk to your TOs because... Your Definitely. TOs, absolutely. They, I mean, their goal is like, hey, yeah, we want a new player, so you know they'll yeah. they'll give you tips and pointers through, too. Through all of this, I mean, l- listen to us, and then go find a, if you have a local scene, if there's any sort of local scene, uh, talk to someone there and have them guide you through. You know, tell them that you heard what we were saying and, and you like some of our ideas or you hate our ideas or whatever it is. But These have them balls on the internet told me this. Have them help you. Like guide you through your purchase, what you need to play in that area. I mean, there's no sense in buying a starter if locally they look down on half the cards in it 
for whatever reason, um, or if they only play modern or prime, you obviously don't want to get the X-Men starter because that's going to be useless to you. <laughs> yeah. uh, so definitely try to talk to someone in your local area if there is a group for you to play with. If yeah. you're starting the group, you can kind of make your own rules. It's the Wild West. Um, but All Spider-Man that, all the time. With that, still be aware <laughs> of the differences between modern, uh, golden age, and prime because there are things that are only legal in certain uh, formats. And I would say also... With your local area, don't be afraid to go and just play in the events or tournaments. Yeah, we get so, a lot of yeah, new players there, who don't come. Yeah, there seems to be, a, especially with new players, because the official term for an event on the WizKid system is tournament. A, a lot of these tournaments are just more casual plays. People are doing things, you know, they're not, uh, at least around here, we don't bring, you know, turn three kill teams to these events. We're more like, let's try something new. And when we do, it's usually an accident. We go, wow, I'm going to put this away and bring <laughs> yeah. it back out when the WKO comes around. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing that, that you can do, I know we do locally at all the, the shops locally. I don't know if other areas do. But, uh, you know, prize support typically goes to all the new players unless it's a super rare. <laughs> yeah. rare. Yeah. So yeah. we have a donation box. So, like, so a new player can come in and just get... A bunch of product. Yeah, like uh, what I did last Thursday. I don't have. I have no idea if he listens to the show or not. But we have a newer player named Ryan, and I'm like, I don't want to get. I I, I yell over to, him, Hey Ryan, what, what sets are you short on? And I literally just grabbed <laughs> cards from that and just went, went that way. Um, so kind of going around that route. So we've kind of talked a little bit of starters and stuff. Now that you've kind of gotten your feet wet, you understand the basic mechanics of the game, and you're looking to expand that collection and kind of tinkering a little bit more with the layers that this game brings what kind of booster sets do you guys start you know because it used to be everybody's like oh get avengers versus x-men if you can but it's it's a different world now so i would say my opinion has probably changed a little bit since the the drafts the pdc drafts because when you guys went down to lehigh and drafted and you sent me your teams because i couldn't go i was amazed at how good of teams you could build right within that set, even in a draft. What, what set was that? World's finest. World's finest. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, so, that's my suggestion. But there's just so so much there. And also there's a, has, a, a rare scarecrow in there. So no, nah, just ri- just just rip that one. Out, <laughs> is he in there? Just 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 like if you guys get a rare scarecrow, what you do is take a bic lighter, light it on fire, and while it's on fire, take a picture and send that to doubleburst at ktdata.net <laughs> so I can forward it on, please. But it's also got Babs in there. It's got. It just has well-rounded teams. You can do a lot of very creative things within that set. Yeah, and it, it's one of those sets that the more you look around, the more you start tinkering with it. You can see these layers that start applying to it, and you can that that will help you become a better player because you're like, oh, this card get, like the Bat Family, and I think crazy crazy good affiliation. And the more you play with it, you're like, oh yeah. And I think it that set's going to play really well with the next new set that's coming out, as which well. has even more Bat Family. Right. Um, at this point, if someone was asking me, you know, I, I've learned to play. I like the game. Are you going to say Deadpool? What do I do next? No, I'm not going to say Deadpool, actually. <laughs> um, but they can pull that super rare Deadpool. What, what, or common evil Deadpool. Uh, <laughs> uh, what I would tell someone is I, I'd ask them basically the same thing that it, when they were getting into the game. Um, what is it that you like about the game? Now that you've played it a little bit, what direction do you want to go? Do you want to start? Do you want to try and start winning tournaments? Do you want to uh, start having more fun? Do you want to expand teams? Do you want to get crazy interactions? Do you want to uh, live out things that will never be written in comic books? I mean, what do you want to do? If your goal is to put Iron Man against Batman and you bought the world's finest starter, well, you should probably start buying packs that are going to get you that Iron Man. Um, if you want to get competitive, start looking at some team lists, start looking at like videos of worlds and find out where those cards are, start going in that direction or possibly even looking at singles markets. Um, if you just like the, the mechanics of it, if you love team building, look for the sets that have a lot of strong affiliations like World's Finest, like... Um, don't do War Suicide Light. Squad, please. Trust me, don't do it. We, we covered that with strong affiliations. Um, 
But uh, War of Light is great with affiliations. There's a lot of really fun interactions that pay a lot of attention to that. Um, yeah, one of my favorite affiliations is a blue-green lantern team. They work so well with each yeah. other. So, so there's there's still a ton of directions that you can go with it, and it's it really is about finding what it is that you want to do. I stand by like what I said earlier. If you like more com- more complex, robust suite of mechanics, look at the D and D sets. Even if you've never even considered D&D, even if you used to beat up D&D players in high school, the D&D sets are awesome. They're just so rich and mechanically different than the other sets. If you're all about comic books, go for the sets that have your favorite characters. You know, like, go for whatever it is that you like. Is it better, just thinking out loud here, is it better to buy, say, a feed of one set or to... Split that up and buy 10 here, 10 there, 20 here. I would start by buying a feed. I would start with a feed. Well, well. so what I. I, Well, I guess it also just kind of depends. Are you a collector or are you more of kind of that tinkerer? Yeah. That's what I recommend. It's like like kind of says, like, whatever it is that gets you into the game, get something that's going to help you get get you even further into the game. For me, it was Justice League. Um, I'm I'm a DC fanboy. Um, And I found out that Constantine was in that set. And so I. Went after Constantine, he, like so. I just went Justice right after. League? Didn't didn't he get canceled or something on NBC? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, but then he got turned into a really cool card. That that's going to be. Are, shiny. are you sure about that? I've never seen it. He had an animated adventure. Twice. That was Vixen, wasn't it? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> They're making a movie now. <laughs> but anyways, my point being is, is that that's what got me into it. Is like I have ended, ended up buying a feed of Justice League, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the, the way that I started getting into the game was through yeah, that way. Did yeah. you get a Constantine? No. Yeah. So, so yeah. What, what I what I do recommend though is cut a flash. If, if you don't like, so one of the one of the things is I was actually talking to one of the the store owners about this is that it's almost a second job to organize the dice and figure out what you have. Right. If you do not like doing that, and especially for some of the older sets, I actually suggest you go on eBay or go on some of these dice master groups and look for full common uncommon sets that will give you they'll send you those yeah. and they'll usually have the max die for them yeah you can get that those will save cheap. you so much time you can get those so cheap too um you know like the idea of buying a handful of this and a handful of that versus buying a whole feed the big benefit to a feed uh like i see it as far far more important than just being a collector is if you want to build a team and you want to use max dice for anything you need usually four of that die. If you're buying 10 packs of this and 10 packs of that, you're going to have a really hard time getting four of any given die. Yeah, you buy 10 packs of War of Light and you get one Monk and you get one Indigo, like, you want to play with more than just the one die each. Exactly. So, I mean, uh, if you're... If you're looking at starting to uh, collect that way and what packs to buy, I would look at character lists. There's... You know, there's apps for the phones. There's websites. There's ways to find what's in, what's going to be in what packs. Find the things that you like, whether it's mechanically, character-wise, whatever. Find those things and hunt those down. Go for it. Um, if what you want is to go competitive, uh, if if you're familiar with any com- collectible competitive game, everyone will tell you to buy singles. You know. And mm-hmm. that's the best way to get exactly what you want. You know, that's the only way to get exactly what you want. But cracking packs is a good time, and seeing that red yeah. stripe <laughs> gives you a rush, and you want to get it again. So, like, it, it's all about what makes you happy. You know, if, mm-hmm. if the thing that makes you happy is going to a store and winning, you might want to skip buying packs altogether and just buy singles. Mm-hmm. I also don't recommend getting six feet to or light. Um, I wouldn't to, recommend getting six feeds of any set. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, usually when you get to about feed number five, you're like, I got to organize all of this. After. If you're, if you're going to buy feeds, like, my my suggestion is just buy one and then trade with people around you who get the other cards that you need. I mean, that worked fine for me. As, as a pretty dedicated collector, I really don't see any reason in a healthy community to buy more than two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two... Is a, it gives you basically your full common, uncommon, most of the rares. It gives you a little bit to chase, but if the goal is to get all of the cards as quickly as possible, it doesn't leave you too far behind. Yeah, and you it know? gives you and a little bit of trade fodder, too. I opened five packs of Deadpool, and I did not get everything in it. You know, yeah. I, I opened five boxes of that, and even 
today I'm still looking for a common foil. You know, there's still like foil <laughs> commons that I don't have that I've been chasing down. Like, you're not guaranteed to get everything, even out of out of buying a whole bunch of stuff. You're better off to get the solid base of two, and and look for those gaps that you still have. Mm-hmm. So before we run out of time, I, I want to ask you the, this question, that because um, I I see it going either way. Do you recommend a new player come to a constructed event or come to a draft event? Because I've seen a lot of new players show up for a draft event, and Part of me is like a little bit of a handicap because it requires you to know a little bit of the knowledge of the cards before you come in, and that's you know when you're a new player like for me. I think it depends on what their goal is. If Mm -hmm. they just want to come and have fun, and especially if they're local here, if they want to come have fun and leave with a collection, come to a draft because you're going to leave with or a boat anchor one or two, right? right? Mm -hmm. You're going to come with all our, you know, typically leave with everyone's things, you know. But it also gives you a chance to try to build on the fly as long as you're not worried about winning and there are good gamers that come in and and do pretty well so constructed is nice it gives you a chance i think one thing i like about constructed is a lot of new players will think certain things are really good and then they get into a game bro rare vibe forever man rare vibe forever (laughs) i i i heard heard troy he told me vibe was on his pdc winning team i'm there's hope no, uh-huh. you can make yeah. a, you can make it. You, it's not that hard to make a seven card team and slap a vibe in the eighth slot. I mean, it's not that I, hard. I think though, one thing that I see is a lot of new players will, you know, go with those unblockable characters, and they think, "Wow, I'm gonna, you can't stop it." And then they face other things, and it helps open their mind. So I think there's benefits for for both. I so think- I I actually had no. Yes or no to that? So I just kind of I, I think when made a, both sides. I think when a new when a new player is is looking to play in a community, you just have to accept the fact that you're going to be at, in a handicap situation for the first little while because you're playing with people who are more experienced, who have bigger collections, you know. But if you start if you if you start playing in those events now, you're going to see your skill just go through the roof i mean you you're not going to get there just playing at the kitchen table with your buddy you know if you really want to get good at the game and have a blast you got to come out to an event um and and just accept the fact that you know you're you're not going to win the first few times that's okay and sometimes even around here i've i've had games where like i'm like he can win this this round and it's the new player and they can't see it and like before like they're they're like i can't do anything wait 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 wait. let's let's take a step back this is how you smash me in the face this round yeah someone might even teach you how to how to play your team a little better the biggest factor i see in you know do you start off with uh constructed or draft it depends on your meta it depends on the people who are playing with us, we have the opportunity to play multiple times a week. A lot of us, I think most of us usually play at least once a week, sometimes more. Um, we're not terribly competitive. We're all pretty much okay with losing. We don't show up with our, the best of our, the best of the best that we have for each of these events, where if we only got to play once a month, we might be more interested in only that high level, which is very unfriendly to new players. Um, if your meta only meets up to play once a month or once every couple of weeks, constructed might just be prohibitively difficult for a new player, and you might really want to go with draft because at least then you're on a somewhat even playing field, even if you don't know the cards. Um, on the other hand, with us, I would say come play constructed. Absolutely, come play constructed before you get into a draft because we're going to know what we're doing with a draft so much better than you. But with constructed, if we know you're new, we haven't played with you before. You you tell us that you haven't that you've just gotten into the game. I'll walk you through beating me. I'm mm-hmm. fine with that. Yeah. You know, I I don't need the prize support. I've got all of the cards. <laughs> like, what's what what do I take away? by smashing your confidence when I can play all the time, I've got all the stuff, and the only thing that I gain from beating you is 
or the only thing that I get out of beating you is possibly discouraging a new player and not having a new opponent, not having a new mind in the, the, in the satisfaction community. of smacking somebody in the face who's not as good as you. I mean, that's I only just... get that when I beat you, bro. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Touche. Yeah, I, I like, but I, I don't do that for the same reason. I don't go pick fights at elementary schools. Like, <laughs> I, I'd rather do. I'd, I'd rather nurture the new player and and get them confident. You know, whether that's by me taking a fall or me explaining where they went wrong or whatever. I would rather them learn the way that next time they'll be better and maybe they can beat me all on their own. Mm-hmm. And so in one, one event that is still new that I, I don't think Utah has triggered one yet, but I, when you go into your store, ask them if they are ever going to be doing a Dice Masters sidekick night. So a sidekick yeah. night is like WizKids' official event where they want to bring in new players. And what, what in, in that sort of place, the teacher of the group is going to bring a team with them that you that you'll be able to use and they'll kind of walk you through how to play the team against another new player so it's you know it's not that one-sided where you're, you're having two players kind of learn the mechanics at the same Diego time. would you like to be my sidekick I mean it's been a while since you've played I'm gonna bring yeah. Alex as my sidekick <laughs> who's Alex <laughs> he's, uh, he's a guy who really likes the game but you know, Never he just hasn't had an opportunity to play it yet. I will say that I was I was gonna say actually um, another pull for starters uh, or constructed events is um, usually in those on those constructed events. Um, you know, here we're all friends. You know, we're in, and he, you know we're all buddies and everything. And what? so when you see what what, what kind of lies are you telling <laughs> the internet right now? We hate each other. So when you go into one of your into your store and you see that group that's sitting there playing and they're having a good time, that that to me as a new player says. Hey, these guys are having a good time. I'm interested in this experience. game. I want to. I I may want want to start picking up this game. And it's, it's comic books. I like comic books. You know, it's a little bit more of an easier jumping off point than say, hey, there's this draft going on. And usually drafts are a little bit more competitive, um, even amongst friends. Um, so you want to get. So you want to make sure it might be a little bit harder for your new players to get. Depends into on it. who I'm playing. <laughs> I definitely want to smash Diego and Jared in the face playing. Yeah. A, a, KT and Ken, I'm okay. A few weeks, <laughs> a, yeah. A few weeks ago, actually, like me and we we showed up for an event, and me and Russ were sitting there like yelling at each other about one of the new spoilers from the Batman set, like really, like <laughs> top of our lungs, like going at it. And this new player, I apologize. Shows up, I apologize for not recording that. We're by screaming the way, rules, and we're screaming all this like obscure like timing stuff. And I'm just like, I really hope we don't scare this guy off <laughs> with this with this argument. I mean, the game's not as complicated as we make it sound. And, and kind of to that end, uh, to the experienced players, be welcoming, yeah. be open, yeah. be friendly. Uh, you know, growing the community is only going to make the game better for you. Uh, I'm everyone that I've met that has anything to do with dice masters already is on board with that, but you know, be willing to take a loss to help build up a a new guy's confidence or, uh, be ready, be willing to walk your opponent through their team and how it can best you. It will only pay in dividends and give you more to do and more players and more robust community. Um, like I said, everyone that I've met that has to do with Dice Masters all kind of has that same attitude. And, but just it's always good to encourage that, too, you know. And, and as those new players come up, encourage them to be that way to, to the next generation of new players. The best part about this game is the community. Uh, and not just locally. Unless the guys you know this see. guy named the KO King. He- he seems a like jerk. Yeah. yeah, he's a jerk. He gets pretty <laughs> he rule, salty. He rules his land with an iron. That guy fist. gets salty when things don't go. Puts his out way. scarecrows no. to scare the young children. Not right. wins. He just gets salty when his combos don't work. He gets mad when That's his teams that have eight, eight characters, eight, eight, eight six cost order. characters on it don't trigger. That's a problem. They should definitely trigger. <laughs> but and it's not just locally. It's internet. You know, Facebook groups. It's a great community. I don't. I haven't played other collectible games, but I bring my son to Pokemon, and they're just not the same. I'm, I'm glad. Feel. I'm, I'm glad you, by the way, convinced them that Dice Masters is the better game. Just, yeah, you know, but yeah, uh, that's yeah. And and to that end, also, new players, if you have questions and stuff, yeah. uh, like not just us. There's a ton of really good people across uh, Reddit, Facebook, uh, the the 
the boards over on the Reserve Pools website, there's a ton of ways to get a hold of a ton of people who are very, very nice and friendly and informative and know a lot. That, and most of them that I've seen are, would be more than happy to help you with any questions that you have. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes when I have an obscure rulings question, I won't go to the WizKids rules forum. I'll just post the question on Dice Masters Unlimited and wait for someone else just to wait link, for the me, hive man. link yeah. me to the, <laughs> to the topic. Yep. I love when people message me and we just start brewing and yeah. I'll you know start messaging someone in the UK or somewhere else in the world and we're brewing together. That's a lot of fun to me. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what the community can bring. Yeah. The best part. So, so yeah, we, we encourage new players. And, like, if you are a new player listening to this, like, trust me, just – if you, if you have more questions for us, shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. We, we, we love getting those questions. Like, you're not, like, bothering us or anything. We, we're like, when are we going to get the next? Come on. Nobody's messaged us or emailed us that's, in a while. That's a big part of why we do this. <laughs> yeah. That, like, we, this is our way, uh, recording this podcast is our way of giving back to the community. And uh, you asking us questions lets us know that, you're getting what we're what we're trying to give, mm-hmm. and it's hitting the mark and it's hitting the target. Whether whether we're right or wrong or agree or disagree or whatever, uh, we feedback, like having that, that the feedback lets us know that we we accomplished our goal of getting um, getting our, our voices out there and and having the conversation go on. Mm-hmm. I had someone message me specifically this last week, and I was like, "Yes, this is the coolest thing ever." So <laughs> next Definitely. time, next yeah. time, I'm just gonna take your name out. So, you know, <laughs> uh, do, so. do new players a favor and get a rare crow in their hand. <laughs> <laughs> and let them know how he works. Uh, anyways, so yeah. the cost of him is going to go up when I start just burning them all. Then they're be, they'll be yeah, much rarer. Yeah. So, a- anyways, so big shout out to Bob Berg for the suggestion for this topic. We love it. Um, if you're a new player, feel free to ask questions, suggest topics that you want us to cover because we we love doing that in the show. Oh yeah, if we haven't covered it in an old top in an old uh, episode, or even if we haven't, it's, yeah, it's and a it's been a while, we might yeah, enough, we could rehash because the game's know. constantly uh, evolving. Uh, we. It, we're happy to take whatever suggestions you guys have. It, it actually it helps us out because we don't have to think of new content. <laughs> if you guys are asking for it, you guys are telling you guys get to kind of steer yeah, the ship we, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we want you guys get, to be part of the relax. show. It's not just that. Us being in said, the let's plug Brewing Buddies again. Yeah, so when we yeah, hit this so, month, let's get a yeah. team. So if you guys did not listen to our last episode, we also do have a new segment called Brewing Buddies. And what we're asking for is if you're thinking of a team that you want to put together, it doesn't have to be a complete team. Maybe it's just a two-card combo or something. Yeah. Shoot at us this way, um, our way. Are there two-card combos? And and <laughs> once a month what we're going to do is have this Brewing Buddies session where we'll bring it together and we'll just take a hive mind saying, hey, you know – Try this on this team. It might work in here. Here, my experience using something like this, this, and this, and you know that may give you some ideas or help you complete that team. That you're like, man, I'm just missing one more slot or something like that too. Doing that is what has yielded the best results in our group. Is when we all get together and we start bouncing ideas around each other for our big competitive teams. Mm-hmm. We all know what the other guys are playing, but our t- our teams are always fine-tuned by you know six or seven or eight guys rather than just sitting in a dark room by yourself trying to make it as good Mm -hmm. as you can all right guys thank you so much it's always a blast um welcome to this dice masters game diego thank you (laughs) welcome to the podcast (laughs) (laughs) i wish i still had that szechuan sauce but we'll find it soon and that's it for this episode of the Double Burst Podcast. We would love to hear from you guys. What do you think about Punisher War Journal, or where would you tell a new player to start? Shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Of course, check out doubleburst.com for past episodes, a place to subscribe so you can get these episodes automatically every Friday, and just a cool place to hang out and talk to us also. You can leave comments there too. Big thanks to Game Haven Sandy for giving us a place to record. If you guys live in Utah, make sure you check them out. And if not, check them out online at yourgamehaven.com. They may have some new sets coming out soon, right? Yeah? Yeah? And of course, big thanks to everybody who listens to this show. Everybody appreciates it. And until next time, my friends, may your dice rolls be ever in your favor. Mm